Everybody, Jim Salmons here, and uh, welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. As always, brought to you by all of our wonderful sponsors. You can see them scrolling across the bottom there. They're the ones who have uh, made it possible for us to do this show for so many years uh, and allows me to relive great adventures like we're doing here on these live shows, uh, which is actually today is kind of a double whammy of that because it's an old episode and it's an episode of the best of. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different. So, uh, but before we get to that, uh, a couple of things. Uh, it didn't get pushed out very far, but I did share an article yesterday. And it's, of course, the, uh, the bad news of another kayak angler dying. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always say this. I consider uh, kayak fishing to be a very safe sport. Uh, unfortunately, some of the people who get into the sport aren't very safe about it. Um, Things can go wrong in a hurry on the water, and you need to take precautions. Uh, it's it's sad. It's terrible. I mean, the guy was, I think he was like 50 years old, um, was with a friend, but they had parted ways. And then that guy, um, while they had parted ways, uh, the guy came back, and the guy's kayak was upside down, full of water. And they found the, uh, the gentleman's body later, and as is prone to be the case when these happens is he was not wearing a PFD. Uh, you know, it's, it's terrible. You know, it's so preventable. Um, wear a PFD, wear a PFD every time you go out. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone when I first started kayak fishing, which was a long, long time ago, it wasn't as well known. I mean, I was a surfer, so I never thought, I always thought, hey, I'm on this, I'm on a surfboard, why would I wear a PFD? But uh, after seeing what has happened over the years, you know, I started wearing a PFD, particularly when I started guiding, because I wanted everybody to be safe and I wanted to set a good example. Uh, now you just, you know, wearing a PFD is second nature and not wearing a PFD actually feels weird. So uh, get into that habit of wearing a PFD, wear it all the time, no matter the conditions, because like I said, things can go wrong in a hurry. Um, I usually point people to a video that's out there. If you look up on YouTube, uh, kayak angler hit by boat, um, and you can see how fast things go wrong. Um, luckily, nothing happened in this instance. You know, everybody was fine, but it happened fast. Things go wrong, and you know, the PFD can save your life. So please always wear that PFD. I harp on it every week, but um, 
some people, you know, as I did, you know, as young, you feel like you're bulletproof, but, uh, things can go wrong. You know, these guys separated, uh, obviously something happened while they were separated, unless something, um, nefarious happened, but suppose <laughs> as the story goes, the one guy fell in the water while they were separated and the guy, other guy came back and he said it was like 30 minutes later. So, you know, he could have been saved by a friend. Um, also a big thing is knowing how to self-rescue. I mean, I've seen plenty of guys out there who fall off their kayak and do not know how to get back on. So you should have a very well practiced, um, self rescue. Um, Hey, Liam, thanks for joining us as always on Kayak Fishing Tales. Uh, for anybody new to this, we are here on our Facebook page. We are on our Facebook group page and we are on Kayak Fishing Tales, which is our YouTube channel. Uh, Bobby Tucker, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, good to see some of the regulars on here. Um, so what else? Oh, I didn't do a show last week because uh, my daughter came to visit for a few days and um, she actually dropped off her dogs to stay with us while she was going on vacation. So I currently have seven dogs and uh, actually I thought I would share this with you. Here's a very, very short video <laughs> that I took of the dogs and this is what's going on at my house and it's actually worse today because it's pouring with rain. And so I've got a bunch of soaking wet dogs, but here's a very quick, quick video of what's going on at my house right now. Here's our big one, Jasmine. And there's the other ones playing in the pool. I don't know why they like to play in the dry pool. And the little one's name is Karen, and you can probably see why. Barking at the elements. But these dogs play hard all day, and like I said, we've got seven of them at our house right now, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but that gray one there, um, oh. this is the youngest. He is our puppy. You've seen it. And uh, he um, has been playing outside in the water today. So uh, getting very, very wet. <laughs> I've had to dry him off a couple of times. Uh, what else? There was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, um, I have been um, using Benchmade knives for uh, quite some time. I really like their... Actually, I had one sitting here somewhere. Oh, here it is. Uh, I always carry a cutaway tool on my PFD. Uh, mainly for when I'm big game fishing, you need to uh, cut a line quickly. A cutaway tool is a great thing to have. They actually used to make one that was plastic, and so it was just the, the metal blade. That's the one I carry on my PFD. This one's all metal, um, just more prone to rust. But still, I mean, I like having a cutaway tool because in an emergency, it's easier to hook your line and cut it than trying to clip it with um, pliers or hitting it with a knife or something like that. So... Uh, but anyway, I've, I've had Benchmade knives. Uh, again, I'm not affiliated with them in any fashion. Uh, if they would like to be affiliated with me, I'd love that. But um, I had an old Benchmade knife. I mentioned this in the show uh, the other day that um, was one of my favorites. And um, it kind of uh, did a dis disappearing act on me. And it's this knife here, which I then found again. But this is 
a Benchmade, Benchmade Emerson collaboration. Anyway, I found out something about Benchmade that I did not know is they have a program called Life Sharp, and which was very cool. Um, if you have a Benchmade knife, you send it in that to them, they will sharpen it. And um, I found this knife again and I sent it into them. No receipt, no nothing, no proof of purchase, anything like that. I sent it into them. They cleaned it all up, oiled it and made it razor sharp. So um, to me, that's a good excuse to buy more Benchmade knives. Uh, it is a lifetime thing. They, any knife you buy from them, you can just send it in and they will sharpen it for you. So um, I know like with our um, got a barking dog out here, um, with a lot of knives, I mean, I just sharpen them myself, but you get it to that point where it's like, you really want to get that factory edge back on it. And a, a company that does that, that's really cool. So just thought I'd share that with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, like I said, it, it's uh, been a little bit crazy here. And um, like I said, we just got a heck of a storm. Uh, I mean, I feel so bad for the people uh, that had to deal with these tornadoes and everything. I mean, you know, our thoughts definitely go out to all the people affected, affected by that. Um, you know, we've got a heck of a storm going on here, but nothing, nothing in comparison. So we've just got a lot of wind and pouring rain, but uh, definitely uh, no tornadoes in San Diego, thankfully. The occasional water spout, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So today's episode, uh, I, I have not reviewed it um, as I normally don't because I kind of like to relive it as we're watching it. This was, I just saw the intro to it and it, it's it's a best of. So it was from a couple seasons I think it was from season eight and nine, uh, but the best of episodes. So like highlights from those episodes. And from what I saw, I just on the intro, I think it said that it was, and I wrote it down there, but it was like, it was Baja. It was a road trip I did with my daughter and my friend, Sean. And we went out to Cedrus Island, um, which is an absolutely wonderful place. It, it's uh, some uh, shoots in New Zealand. Uh, Puerto Rico and Costa Rica is what I, I believe is on this episode and all just wonderful places and some of my favorite places to go every year. So uh, hoping hopefully we can get back to going places every year again. Uh, still working on on that. Um, I don't know if you're in California, but we have just been subject to man mask mandates again, which not going to jump on that, but I think it's ridiculous. Uh, so we have, if you're indoor mask mandates. So anyway, so like I said, I just want to get back to normal and get back to fishing and get back to traveling. And when I travel sitting on an airplane, not having to wear a mask and it's, it's nuts. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine today who said he hasn't been on a plane in two years and it's like, it's tough. It's tough. So let's get back to normal. And by watching this video, maybe we can relive a little bit of normalcy. So uh, with no further ado, how about I uh, bring it on up with a new picture in picture. How about I remove that banner going across the bottom? If you are watching the show, please, you know, share it with your friends. That's something that really helps me out a lot is if you share it with your friends, you know, get help us get that reach. And um you know, so I can continue doing this. Uh, 
if you have any comments or questions, throw them my way. That makes for a better show, you know, so I can answer questions. I really enjoy that. And uh, we have one more question or comment. Nicholas Beltram saying, sup, Jim. How you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. So with no further ado, how about we uh, get this episode going? I'm Jim Sammons, and this week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we're going to look back on some of our best adventures in the last few years. From Yellowtail in Baja, roosters in Costa Rica, tarpon in Puerto Rico, and kingfish in New Zealand. Stay tuned. This is going to be an awesome show. Over the last nine years, I've had the opportunity to explore and fish in some of the most amazing places in the world. We've gone fishing for Nile perch on the Nile River in Uganda. We've chased marlin in Baja Sea of Cortez. We've caught peacock bass in Brazil in the Amazon jungle. We've gone after huge alligator gar in Texas, sturgeon in Canada, rooster fish in Panama. The list goes on and on. So this week, we're going to go do something we've never done before. We're going to step back in time and look back on some of the best fishing adventures from the past few years. One of the first trips that pops to mind is my latest trip to Cedros Island. Not only is Cedros one of my favorite places to fish, but this time I got to do it with one of my best friends, Sean White, and my daughter, Kirsten. Now, some fishing trips are memorable because of the fishing. Some trips are memorable because where you are, and some fishing trips are memorable because of the people you're with. This trip to Cedros was a trip that was memorable for all those reasons. All morning, I was catching little calicos on my big pelagic stuff. And I was like, ah, I don't want to switch because that's when I'm going to catch something big. And I switched and that's when I caught something big. I was ready to just call it a day and say I'm out for a nice paddle today because it was so windy. I didn't think we were going to get anything, but it started clicking. So a fish was on and I grabbed the reel and it was heavy. Okay, go, 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 go. Right at it. Wine, 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 Pull, pull, pull. You can rest tomorrow. Nothing huge, but for a bass rod, I will totally take it. The fish swim into the kelp one time. I had to pass it, pass the 
brought off to my dad so that he could get it untangled and everything. It's not broken off, but it's it's locked in the kelp. Oh, there it goes, there it goes. So I'm trying to let it swim out. But then after that, I pulled it out to the boat by myself and it was, I, I mean, it was big. So I was pretty proud of myself. It was the biggest fish on the trip. Got her in the kelp <laughs> and I got it out. Oh my God, this is huge! <laughs> this is a huge yellowtail! 39.17. The fish. Pedro's fish. I was paddling as hard as I could at some points with those really hard gusts, and I was going, you know, like 0.7 miles an hour and just just really working hard to stay in the zone. And I got two really good quality yellowtail, a couple of the biggest I've ever caught, uh, a 37 and a 39 pounder. And I'm telling you, fighting those big fish in those challenging conditions just made the catches that much more exciting. I mean, it was really cool. You know, I said I was paddling, you know, 0.7 miles an hour, that fish, pulled me two miles an hour into the wind. That shows you how powerful these big fish are. And it was just so, so exciting and so fun. And when you finally get that fish underneath you and you know you've got it, you've got color, it's dicey because there's so much water moving around and, and, and the fish may go down and, and it's kind of sketchy, but you have color and it's just like, you know you're that close to getting it. Got it! Yeah! Oh, man, so Super exciting. Fun. Just such a, a, a great ending to an awesome trip here at Cedros Island with Cedros Outdoor Adventures. If you've never caught a yellowtail, um, they're a big jack and I mean, just super, super strong. They love to run into structure. They love to run into the kelp. And, um, you know, you're fighting them in those kind of conditions, that high wind, the Kraken really was a great boat for those conditions. Um, I love paddling in those kind of conditions in the right kind of boat and, uh, just, just super, super fun. And like I said, Cedrus Island is such a, a cool place. Cedrus Outdoor Adventures, um, you know, they have their place right on the, on top of the bluff overlooking the water. Uh, the picture right there is Jose who owns the place and just a great guy. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'm planning on going back again in 2022. This is the yellowtail Kirsten caught. The kayak fishing show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak. One family, many waters. Orion Coolers. Never lose your cool. Seaguar, the inventor and perfecter of fluorocarbon fishing lines and leaders. So again, I encourage you to bring on your questions and please share these videos with your friends. I did have a question from uh, Bill Edwards. He says, hey, Jim, uh, what do you think of the new Kilroy OG? Um, and that's a Jackson kayak boat. Uh, I know I'm excited about it. Love my real OG. You know, it's a great boat. I've paddled it. They, they paddle so well uh, because there's no scuppers or anything that it's, it's considered a, what would be considered a wreck boat. And, um, and it's, it's a big cockpitted boat. So doesn't come into play a lot for the type of fishing I do, you know, offshore stuff like that. You're not really using that type of boat. 
uh, big game type fishing. I'm not really fond of that kind of boat, but for bass fishing, um, lakes and that sort of thing, it's an awesome boat. And like I said, it's a great paddler and it's actually fairly light because it's not, because it is a cockpitted boat instead of, um, being dual layers, like a normal roto molded boat is, um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're a great boat. And I know a lot of friends who that's, it's one of their favorite boats because of the style of fishing they do. And, uh, the times I fished out of it, I really liked it. Super stable, very standable. So yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. And I'm sure, um, a lot of people are going to be excited for that limited release of the, uh, of the Kilroy. There's another boat that uh, we're hoping for a limited release on too, that, um, we just saw a few minutes ago. <laughs> So again, please bring your questions. If you're watching this on a replay, give it the thumbs up and uh, let us know where you're watching from. I always like to hear from people watching from all over the world. I did hit play. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show. This week, we're taking a trip down memory lane and looking at some of the best fishing adventures we've had over the past few years. Being a saltwater guy, I like to catch pretty much anything in the ocean, but rooster fish, they've always been one of my favorites. Not only are they really cool looking, but pound for pound, they're one of the hardest fighting fish out there. And so with big... So I'll throw this out there. Um, if you didn't know, you know, again, I was mentioned yellowtail being a jack. Um, rooster fish are also a jack. You know, they've got that big fork tail. And all of those fish are absolutely, I mean, such, such powerful fish. And roosters, you know, you get the big comb on them. Um, I first started catching them uh, down in southern Baja, where I used to guide. And um, one of the biggest ones we ever caught was actually in southern Baja. And it was 85 pounds. And it was one of my clients. And um, then I've also caught them in Costa Rica and Panama. My, um, my personal biggest one I actually caught in Panama in um, Bahia Honda on a trip with Paddle Panama. And of course, we all know about Los Busos, who's so famous for all of their big rooster fish as well. And, uh, you know, just right out in front of their place. So if you ever have the chance to catch rooster fish, <clears throat> big fun fish, no teeth, uh, just a, a sandpaper mouth, but um, so, so strong. Unlike yellowtail, rooster fish don't tend to run in, into structure. So that's always a nice thing. If when you hook them, you fight them, they're generally going to be straight down or around on the surface, but they're not looking to run back into the rocks, which is how yellowtail tend to break you off. Rooster fish in mind, we headed down to Costa Rica's Osa Peninsula, where I hooked up with my good buddy Esteban Gutierrez from Blackbeard Fishing Company. We had an incredible current. I mean, we were paddling. If we stopped paddling, we were drifting at two miles an hour. So what would happen, we were paddling into current trolling. The fish would hit, and then so you would grab your rod and you were drifting towards it. So it would hit, and then it would immediately go straight down. Thing. But I had this incredible fish, and I mean, these fish, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's because they're used to swimming in this really strong current, but they just feel stronger than roosters I've caught in the past. I mean, they're just brutally strong. Ah. 
Oh, big, beautiful rooster. It's probably my one of my biggest ever. I'm going to have the boat come over so they can pull it and give it a chance. I really don't want this fish to die. I really want to revive it. You know, take advantage of the resources you have. We have the camera boat there. Uh, I had this fish on a boga so they could hang on to the boga and drag the fish in the water and, and spend more time reviving it and moving forward, which is just a little bit hard to do in the kayak. So uh, I tell you, that's one thing good about pedal boats. Fish, you, you can know, do that in the pedal boat where it's fish, hard to do it in a paddle boat. Fish that I really care for that you, you really want to spend the time to make sure. I mean, it's a, that's an old fish, and I uh, want to make sure they're still around. Well, yeah, I had a fish kind of pull me uh, over and under. Things pulling some line. He took off pretty fast, went down and under the kayak, and I just kind of followed. I mean, I watched it. He literally fell over in slow motion. <laughs> I think the anticipation of... I give well, him a hard time about that every time I talk to him. Once the day before, <laughs> I was determined not to let that one go. You know, I lost the rod, I lost some tackle, some gear, but the one thing I didn't lose was the grip on that rod. Um, I was able to get back out. That's the important thing about having a PFD. And, and and that's also the important thing about not kayaking alone. I was able to get help and I got back on the boat, back on the kayak, uh, fought the fish for another 10 minutes and, and it really was an amazing catch. It, it kind of made my whole trip. You know, good on him because after going in the water, that can be a little startling and all that. So uh, got him back in the water or back into his kayak and uh, continued to fight and was able to land just a big, beautiful rooster fish. And you see a rooster fish that big, you can see why, oh, maybe it could pull me in the water. <laughs> nice rooster. That's a beautiful fish, dude. Woo! I, I just, I love rooster fish. I mean, I love to catch those fish. They're an incredible sport fish. Uh, they're not, they're not particularly good table fare. So, you know, you get these big fish, you really want to do all you can to, uh, to revive them. And, you know, I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to revive the fish. And in the case with Esteban's fish, so I jumped in the water with it and I've done it before with roosters and, and it works, you know, it's just a matter of getting their head pointed down in an upright position and compress their, uh, the air bladder a little bit so they can then swim down and be on their own. So, uh, that's what I did with Esteban's fish. And we, you know, we, we do everything we can to revive these fish every time. Yeah, I've done that. The um, kayak fishing show was brought to you by Jackson Kayak. I've done that a number family, of times over many the waters, uh, whether it's for Nakwa Adventure Gear, clients' we, fish, or no my adventure. own fish. Um, when I was Guardian. guiding in Mexico, Howard. I would do that, and um, my Mexican boat captain Alonzo would freak out every single time I would do it. Um, I actually had a client, um, Alonzo was actually filleting a yellowtail on the back of the boat for a client and it slid and flew off the boat. And I immediately just dove in the water because it had already had one side fillet taken off. So it was just sinking. So I dove in the water and uh, grabbed this yellowtail and brought it back up. And Alonzo was freaking out because he just thinks he's like, as soon as you start filleting the fish, they're sharks. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's not really the case. And particularly down where we were in Southern Baja, you know, you got to know your areas, but 
And anytime I would try to dive in and and help a fish revive it, or like I do in that, he would freak out. And it was always good for a laugh. <laughs> well, since we're paused here, um, Bobby Tucker, even though you're saltwater, have you fished any of the Great Lakes? Yeah, I mainly saltwater. Um, I, I do fish quite a bit of freshwater, usually for the show, but I have never done the Great Lakes. Um, I've been invited a couple of times, but it was just never anything really panned out. Uh, I'd like to do it. I know there's some very beautiful places on the Great Lakes, but uh, maybe someday, maybe if we keep doing this show, um, I'll get up there sometime. Somebody will set up a shoot for us. So again, if you're uh, just tuning in, make sure you uh, shoot us any questions, comments. I always appreciate that. And I really appreciate anybody who will share our videos with your friends and uh, help that reach grow. By Shark Shield Technology. These are built-in commercial breaks, by the way. <laughs> Welcome back to Jackson Kayak's Kayak Fishing Show. This week, we're doing things a little different. We're looking back at some of the best adventures we've had over the last few years. One of the places that we've filmed three times over the past nine years is New Zealand. It's a beautiful country. The people are awesome. <laughs> and the fishing is ridiculous. Ah! On this trip, our primary target was kingfish, which we call... I'm going to pause it there just for a second. Um, had a couple of people checking in. Pamela Worth, thank you for watch, for watching from... <laughs> Sorry, got distracted. A dog coming to visit me. Uh, Pamela watching from Tampa. I appreciate it. Bonnie Hill in California. What part of California are you in there, Bonnie? Because I'm in San Diego and it's pouring with rain. Um and Wesley, watching from Chicago, says it's very informative. Thanks, man. I appreciate you watching. Um, so, yeah, this next sec segment. <laughs> uh, like I said, I've got seven dogs in my house right now. Um, this next segment is uh, from New Zealand. Uh, we've been there three times and absolutely love New Zealand. The people, uh, the fishing. Uh, the weather and everything is very similar to San Diego, um, although it's opposite seasons as us. That boat that's right behind me there um, was called Cool Change, and it was a 50-foot catamaran. Had dual Kevlar mass. It was amazing. We got to spend, uh, I think we were on that thing for three or four days. Uh, that This trip was a long time ago. This was back with Ocean Kayak. Uh, but absolutely an amazing, amazing boat to spend time on and use as our mothership as we went to different islands and um, everything else and fish these areas. Very sharky area, uh, New Zealand. <laughs> Uh, we lost a lot of uh, fish to sharks and there's actually a very, uh, and I don't know if it's in here or not, but there's a very much a, from this episode here that's uh, showing, <clears throat> or from that trip, I should say, where a uh, bronze whaler came up and grabbed a yellowtail out of my hand. So uh, a pretty sharky place, but amazing, amazing fishing and just, just a great time and <clears throat> fabulous meat pies. If you like meat pies. They're wonderful. Yellowtail here in America. Without a doubt, New Zealand is one of the best places in the world to catch really big kingfish. 
But as we learned a few years back, there are a lot of sharks in the water with the same idea. Oh, there it is. And I got a pretty good scare when a shark tried to grab one of my big kingies right out of my hand. And so to help us to get on fish on this trip, we hooked up with a couple of the locals, Brent Clank and local legend, Carrie Flowers. So I'm Kerry Flowers. I'm a kayak fisherman in New Zealand, in the far north of New Zealand on the east coast. And the weather's always quite warm up here. Uh, the water is... So this now jumps to that other one with the sailboat there. That was our very first trip to New Zealand. This was my last trip to New Zealand. So it kind of jumped from one to the other there. Um, Carrie Flowers, who they just showed there for a second, one of the best anglers I've ever met. Uh, just an absolutely amazing angler and a free diver as well. So he would go down and get us lobster and uh, abalone and all kinds of stuff. So we ate very well in New Zealand. It's definitely a lot warmer than further down a bit south. Uh, we had some really good kingies uh, or yellowtails uh, and some really big snapper up this way. One of the great things about coming on this trip is that I get to share the Jackson Kayak Kraken with the guys in New Zealand. Now, this boat's been here for a little while, but not a lot of guys have seen it. So the Kraken was really built for the kind of water that these guys fish here in New Zealand. Big offshore water, chasing big fish. So it's really going to be a compliment to what they can do here. Here we got on a, a nice one on the mechanical jigging, man. Came out to a high spot. Didn't see a lot on the meters, but uh, a little scratch here and there. And this looks like a really good fish. I take that all day long, brother. Beautiful yellowtail kingfish. Nice. Yeah. Here we are. a kingfish, you can go home. Nice. Well, I've always said, you know, when, when you're going to a new location, one of the smartest things you can do is to hire a local guide. Being able to tap into a resource like Carrie, who does have an area so wired, just makes all the difference in whether you are going to a spot and catching a fish or spending half your day trying to find a spot. Yeah, that's a nice fish there, man. Look at that. So strong, so much fun. Woohoo! Boom! Yeah! <laughs> so nice to have that fish finder. Hold you over the spot, built in GPS. So we marked the spot that Carrie uh, told us about and uh, able to stay over the top of that. You see a school of bait or a school of fish down below, you drop on it and bam, you're on. Even Brent. Well, this is what happens when uh, you get a lively kingfish on the line and a, and a bronze whale, a shark, wants to, 
wants to have a free feed. There's not much you can do about it because they just come in and they smack you. Like I said, it's very sharky there. Push. So once I, I was jigging for um, some kingfish, uh, I was sitting about 65, 70 meters of water. I think I was on my fourth or fifth kingfish and I felt the line slowly tugging and, and I knew that something wasn't right here. Um, the shark grabbed it, swam behind me, started towing me backwards into Jim's line. So we got our lines tangled there and it started swimming away, taking quite a bit of line. Um, I was actually, to be honest, I was kind of a bit scared, but I knew that um, I had Jim and Kerry Flowers around me um, and, and the support boats. So um, it towed me backwards quite a few times, uh, but I just went with it, um, chased it down, slowly got it up to at least where I could see it underneath the water. And that's where I knew it was a good size three meter uh, bronze whaler so once the shark started coming up it had done a straight dive my, my rod was hanging over the edge of the kayak once it done a straight dive I should have pulled my rod around and went dipped the, the rod into the actual water beside the kayak but it just a learning experience um, as the shark dove it snapped the line the rod on the edge of the kayak and um, all part of the learning experience. Just got busted off by a look like a big bronzy, so definitely wasn't a Mako. Oh, new rod, hopefully a new reel. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. First shark on the kayak. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Orion Coolers. Nakwa Adventure Gear. We caught so many yellowtail. And it's it's they call them kingfish there, but it's a yellowtail. Uh, same fish as we have here in California, uh, down in Baja. Ocean Guardian. Um, and uh, just again, just such a such a strong fish, but they tend to get bigger there. <laughs> uh, they'll catch hundred pounders. So um, just massive, massive yellowtail. Of course, we didn't catch anything any near that size, but big, strong fish. And they're also very, very good to eat. Um, unlike a lot of jacks, they are delicious. Although it was a little bit difficult to narrow. Serge, how you doing from Ottawa? Uh, Bonnie says uh, it's raining where she is as well. <laughs> yeah, it's been pouring here all day. And our, our one puppy uh, is had a great time going in uh playing in it <laughs> narrow down which of our adventures to feature in this show one location didn't take any thinking at all and that was tarpon fishing in puerto rico we filmed there a few times over the past decade and every time with the help of our local guide omar araka we've knocked it out of the park our latest trip was no different, except this time I was joined by James Macbeth from Jackson Kayak, and he was looking to catch his first tarpon from a kayak. So I will stop, pause there really quickly, um, just to say, you know, rest in peace to my good friend Omar. They actually had a um, memorial service for him just this past weekend um, in Puerto Rico. 
but uh, unfortunately he passed very suddenly uh, a few months back and uh, he will be sorely missed. Uh, one of my very dear friends and just uh, an amazing, amazing guide. So rest in peace, Omar. <laughs> what an exciting fish to catch, man. Give them a little bit of slack. because That's when they like to snap that line. Ah, perfect release. I like that. Didn't have to deal with him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Get a lap dance. That's the second time he's tried to jump in the kayak. You have a lot of finesse with it when you're bringing in the fish water to go. You want to release that leader. You don't want to keep the tension. Many times we use thin leaders in order to get more bites. So if you put tension on it, you're definitely going to buff it. That's why you see James right now working the fish very patient. Nice. I'm very careful so he don't lose the leader. He wants his picture. I don't fight a lot of tarpons, so it's very difficult to fight. But then I uh, brought it back to the boat. We got it out and we let it go safe. It was fun. Just, just made a cast with a lure and I got hit on the bait. <laughs> yeah. Now the nice thing about being able to catch a few fish is you learn so much as you're doing it, you know. Definitely uh, getting better at pointing my rod at the fish when he jumps. It's nice to have somebody like Omar with us to give us the proper instructions on how to handle them. Got that, whoa, must-add circle looks right in the corner of the mouth. Small tarpon, but super fun, man. What a great fish these things are. They really are athletes. <laughs> I mean, the way they jump, as hard as they pull, and they're so fast. Man, how much fun is that? You know, these tarpon are great at breaking them off if you don't have the right setup. The real secret to my success here in Puerto Rico has been having the right combination of rod, reel, line and leader. And that's why I'm a big fan of the Seaguar fluorocarbon pink label. I'm a huge fan of their subtle pink color on the stuff. It's, it lets me see my line a little bit easier above the water while still being completely invisible below the water. Tarpon love to break you off with the sharp gill plates or wrapping around a dock piling or floating debris. Every time they jump is another chance for them to break your line. Seagar Fluoro has proven yeah. itself to me time and time again with its incredible resistance to abrasion and minimal stretch. Throw out some lures around these docks and I was also soaking a, a live bait. <laughs> All of a sudden, there was a boil right next to my boat. I guess my bait had swam up right next to my kayak. All of a sudden, my line starts peeling off. <laughs> you know, not big fish, but I'm using 60-pound cigar fluorocarbon leader because these things will break you off. I mean, every time we've had one on, it's the line has been super abraded. <laughs> uh. 
I need to try my boga on them. I don't know if I've ever boga'd a tarpon. Got him. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane, and I hope you'll join us next week for more exciting kayak fishing action. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that. That was, uh, for me, it's always fun to go back and watch these old episodes and having an episode like this, which was kind of a best of, uh, was even more fun because I got to relive some trips from way back when. And, uh, remember my good friends, like I said, Omar and, um, our friends, uh, over in New Zealand who I've not seen in several years. Uh, they've been in a crazy lockdown. Um, you know, just, just such a, I've been very blessed to be able to do what I do. And uh, I hope I can continue to do that. And uh, thanks to all of you for, for supporting us and, um, you know, supporting our sponsors who then support us. <laughs> so if you can, again, I, 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 you know, I hate to beg, but, you know, please share this with your friends. That just helps us out a lot. Um, you know, we don't get a lot of natural growth through Facebook. They tend to not share our videos a whole lot, but, uh, luckily we've got a big enough audience that it still gets out there. But, uh, I will reiterate, you know, uh, and you know, you can go over and look at the article. I posted it yesterday. Uh, you know, a guy unfortunately passed away kayak fishing yesterday and, um, he, uh, wasn't wearing a PFD. I mean, you know, you never know exactly what happened. You don't know the situation. Nobody was there, but you know, he was only alone for 30 minutes from, from what the article said and something happened and that put him in the water and, uh, he was not wearing a PFD and, um, you know, things go wrong. Like I said, things go wrong in a hurry and a PFD can save your life. And with that said, get a PFD that's made for paddling, you know, get one that's made for kayaking. That way it's going to be more comfortable. Try on different ones till you find the one that fits you properly, that feels right. And then you're more apt to wear it. You know, if you get some big old clunky thing that is not comfortable to wear, you know, you're not going to want to wear it. So, um, you know, get one that's made for paddling. Make sure you try to find the one that fits properly. Try it on while sitting in a kayak. If you go to a kayak shop and they have boats, sitting on the floor that you can sit in that boat that, you know, with the seat. So you see how it feels and that way you line it all up and match it all up to one that is comfortable enough that you will wear. Uh, Robert Burke says, thanks from New Jersey. Uh, need to do a show in the spring for stripers, uh, nonstop action. Now we had somebody say that to us once and we went and it was really tough. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so hard when you have migratory species, uh, you know, they show up a day late and, you know, I'm on the West coast and, um, we make our plans for our shoot so, so far in advance that, uh, sometimes you just miss them. So our one trip for stripers, we got a few fish, but it certainly wasn't, uh, wide open. Um, but I would love to give it a try again. I, I, I know that when you get the, uh, mullet runs and all that in, in different areas, it's, it can be pretty crazy. And, uh, I mean, I love to fish for everything. So <clears throat> if you want to help us set up a shoot there, by all means, let me know. And we'll uh, try to make it happen. 
So with that said, I appreciate again, once again, all of you guys joining us here. Please share our videos with our friends. If you are going out on the water, always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.